Welcome back, everybody. Bobby, good to talk to you again. Hey, Bill. How you doing, bud? Good. Recently, we talked about building your team, that trying to get something published, you need a team. You need people who can back you up with some of the small tasks that become very, very time-consuming. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard to do it all on your own. So, yeah, bringing in other people is good. But there's a dark side to it. Yeah, yeah there can be. There can be, and there has been. Okay. Yeah. So what are some of the pitfalls of having a production team, a support team working with you? Well, I, pitfalls. First, everybody needs to know sort of what their jobs are and what you're asking of them. Um, you know, are you asking just for support at, like, doing shows? So you would reach out to fans. I know um, creators like Brian Polito, um early on would reach out to fans to help him run shows that he basically go on himself. I know Bill Tucci depends on some fans who comes and helps him run his tables while he, you know, draws and, and does everything. And basically they're there to take care of their needs or they're there to help show portfolios to the fans and, and stuff like that. Um, so, the, and that's very helpful. Um, Trans- but then, transportation and setup and sure. Yeah. Sure. All of these things, you know, you need help with. Yes. But when it comes down to creating the comic, your team building here, and, and not always everybody gels together. Um, so it's very important to try, try to figure out what you're looking for to help you, one, to get the project done. The, to uh, what, what are you in need of and what can this person bring to the team? Well, I think um, you hit that on the head when you said expectations. Yeah. Because people, you're asking people to volunteer their time and effort. And what do they expect to be asked to do? What do you expect them to do? You're making a commitment to each other. If someone's going to manage your social media, okay, it's a commitment of time and effort. It's and a job. It's a job, okay? And you're supervising that person doing a job. And if a person is simply volunteering and it, a not, you know, they're not on a payroll, they may have that idea, well, I can put in as much or as little time as I want, you know, each week, and you're lucky to get any time that I give you. That's not going to work, is it? No, it's not. You, I mean, if you're just doing it on the side, then, you know, it, something like that might work. But if you got a schedule, you've really got to, uh, you know, you got to have people you can depend on, I guess. You have to have people you can depend on, but we're talking about you know, you're trying to build a team when you don't have the, you know, the resources to pay a full professional staff. So you're yeah. asking for people's indulgence. Can you help me out now? And but, what are they expecting to get on the other side? That's the problem. Right. You know, um, the, and the biggest thing is what skill set are they bringing to you? So do you know what you can offer them um, to be part of the team. I mean, a lot of people just want to be a part of the team. I want to make comics. Um, you know, I can't draw, I can't ink, but I can run a computer. Um, I can run your website for you. Um, that's cool until that person gets so busy and you're needing a new store, you're needing something else. And that problem becomes that that person doesn't have time to update your store. Or if you're getting ready to launch a Kickstarter and you got a lot of things going and you need a bunch of stuff added and they disappear on you. And I think that's the worst thing that happens is when you reach out as part, you know, bring people in. I bring into with artists 
who are all excited. Yeah, let's do those covers. I send them artwork and I send them blue line art paper and stuff. And then they're just gone. They, you know, they see your messages. You know, great thing about Facebook is when they're online, you can see the little green dot, but they don't reply. So, and it happens. It happens more often than not. So you got to be very selective on, on your team. And often these people that are on your team are friends. They're not perfect strangers you've just recruited. They're, they're people in your life, okay? They're friends, they're rel- the relatives. So they may initially make a commitment to you and not realize how much time and effort you, it really does take and need to back off. But you have to keep those lines of communication open. And you do. And understand that someone may have overcommitted and understand that they may have to back off on something. But if they can tell you that, then you can find someone else to help take up the slack of what they're doing. I think one of the biggest things is communications. Um, it's hard enough to make comics if you just want to make comics and you're a jack of all trade and you do a little bit of everything. Um, but the biggest thing you can do is learn how to communicate with people. Um, reach out to people. Um I reached out to an artist just the other day who I had commissioned a cover for for an upcoming Kickstarter, and his cover's taken a little while. So I reached out to him. I knew he had some health issues and stuff going on, and um, I wanted to get 10 more pages of a story. And, you know, truthfully, as long as it's taken to get this cover done, I probably knew I wasn't going to get to 10 pages. And the price was a little bit more than what I had budgeted for it, so it probably won't work out with them. But you just got to reach out. You know, stay stay in their ear. Then I don't know. It's just uh, well, you're you're being asked to do things that are kind of outside your wheelhouse. Is that most people who want to write and draw comics tend to be very solitary people. I want to do my project, and you know, focus on my work. But now you're being asked to be a manager. You've got more than one person on your team, and you've got conflict between those people. How do you deal with that? Okay, <laughs> set them in the corners. Set them be in the corners sometimes. Yes. Now, I, I'm, I've had studios, and I've right now we're all working separately at our homes, not because of what's going on. It's just it's convenient. Um, you know, I, I'm here in northern Kentucky. Uh, you're over in Ohio. I've got Bill Nichols down in Elizabethtown. Um, I've got people in Louisville. I've got people in California to work with, and it's just more convenient for us all freelancers to work separately with different time zones. Yeah, it, not everybody jives together. You're right. You got to be a manager, and everybody has to have a pro. You know, a time frame would be best. It doesn't always work, but trying to set up a, a uh, flexible time frame for people to uh, get things done. Constantly communication. I can't. I can't ex- express communication. 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 When that breaks down, the project breaks down. And that's exactly what's hurts most projects why they come to a grinding halt is you find out things could have been worked out if people were just able to communicate with each other you know just take the time but also the effort to say well no i am having a problem with this or this then you can solve it if people just keep saying okay 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 then the problems don't get solved yes but but you're, you're asking for people to do a lot of work on your behalf but you don't have a big budget to directly you know hire them what can you what kind of compensation can you offer people who are helping you out with with conventions with social media with with other things like this yeah well i think you 
I mean, do you give somebody who works at commission part of your IP ownership? I, I don't think so. Um, but have maybe, you seen people ask for things like that? Yeah, <laughs> I have, believe it or not. Come on, people ask for anything nowadays. Yeah. Um, you know, the biggest thing, I think, when you have fans who help you at shows and stuff, they just want to be behind the table. They want to be a part of it. Now, I'm not saying take advantage of that, but also allowing them to be a part of it. As um, long as they represent you well, as um, long as they represent what you're wanting to look and feel like, then, you know, that's great. Um, take them out. To I've had people help me at shows, and, you know, you feed them, you take them out to dinner, you take care of them, you, you take care of them during the show. They're taking care of you during the show, so, you know, buy them that pop and ice cream, you know, and then we're happy. But when you build a team, now these guys are helping you produce, whether it's running websites or they're running they're doing actual lettering they're doing coloring for you what are you going to give them especially if you got a really tight budget if you have a budget that's that's the ticket for a lot of people yeah there's the there's no budget at all to begin with here it's a wing and a prayer yes but some of the most successful properties in the world have started that way yeah and there's some people who are out there you know you hear the pun oh draw it and i'll pay you at the end of it it's great exposure no Yes and no. When you're just starting, you need a balance. It's yeah. one thing to ask a writer to, you know, write a, a story on spec. Okay, maybe we'll get paid for you. But for an artist to put in months of work, you know, drawing something, you know, that's different. And so it's, um, it takes it just takes more time at the drawing board. Yeah. yeah. I think the biggest thing is, be honest with them up front and say, is there a financial compensation? Is there ownership of the IP comp you know, compensation? What are they going to get for their input on this? And just being honest up front with them is the best way to, do, to go. And it can be a split. Um, I can pay you X dollars a page that's very low right now, but when this project becomes profitable, I, you can get, you know, pay you more at the end you know, of the project. And so that you're getting some shared risk in here. Okay. Because yes. sometimes, you know, people don't realize, you know, how much financial risk an entrepreneur is taking. Okay. And they, they want to have, be completely taken care of whether the thing is going to work or not. And you're lucky to find that kind of situation. You're very lucky to find something like that. Yes. So shared risk is a fair deal, but Nobody wants to put anything in writing. Nobody wants to talk about a, a lawyer, okay, until it's too late. Yeah, until they're, I've, I spent all this time and I, I'm not getting anything. When the project fell, the project got shelved. Um, yeah. And that's rough. I mean, nobody wants to put in all this work and not benefit from it or be successful. And there's thousands of IPs that are launched out there that never go anywhere. And there's probably a lot more of those that get a look and then never go anywhere. So are you doing it for a piece of the pie or are you doing it because you just want to create comics? And I think that's what I've ran into over the years. Um, honestly, it's cost me a lot to make comics and I've benefited very little. The satisfaction is, 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 having these characters and the joy of telling these stories and every once in a while when you come across that fan who wants to discuss it with you or ask you about it it's awesome feeling um 
So, I mean, that's what you're wanting. That's what anybody on your team would want is that feeling of being a part of the project. Yeah. Um, as you know, my wife is a longtime elementary school teacher, and it's not something you get into for the money. You know, it, you, it costs you a lot of money. You know, the, the money you spend on your own kids in a classroom is tremendous. But, you know, she did it for decades for the love of teaching, for the love of how she could help children. And comics has a lot of creating things, has a lot of similarities. Okay. If you want, if you just want money, there's better ways to make money. There is. There is. But if you you can make money, you can be a professional, you can be a very successful professional. But if you don't have that love of the comics medium, of storytelling, of sharing your creativity, you just don't belong here. You really don't. If you're here just to make a box or, or something, there's other ways of doing it that's, believe me, much more profitable. In, indie publishing is a... It, it's... A lost leader. I don't, I don't know how to put it. It's just you do it because you love to create comics and you want to tell stories. Um, you don't do it to, to get rich. If you happen to hit upon something, then uh, you're one in a one in a million. But, run with it. but um, some of the people that you may recruit to help you on your team, okay, who are going to run, you know, um, web services of different type or help you to fulfill a Kickstarter project. Some of these people have dollar signs in their eyes. They look like, oh, you're going to be as rich as so-and-so and so-and-so. This is going to be the next Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This is the next Walking Dead. If I get in on this by helping you stuff envelopes, okay, then I'm going to be set for life, okay? And like, you have to have a radar for that type of person. Yes, you do. That, and, and it's hard to tell that person, you know, like, mm, no. I really don't want you or I need you to leave. But if you have that feeling that, you know, that they're in it for the big score later on, it's better to gently cut them out early because it's going to be a problem. It is. And there again, part of that is communication. The more you can communicate with people, the more feel you've got of what they're expecting from their involvement in the project. And unfortunately, I've had to do that. Um, independently like this and I've had to do it as, as a studio I've had people in studios that just didn't work out um, so you know it just you got to get the feel for it and then you got to be honest with them biggest thing is just oh yeah 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 we'll take care of it down the road and that will get you in trouble big time um, so it's best to be honest up front you know know who's getting what and how and what what their expectation of and that way you can hold them to, hey, you know, you said you're going to handle this and this for this. I, I need this done. And, and it helps out to get the, the uh, project moving forward and keep it going. And to realize when is, uh, people's goals are no longer aligned with yours. Yeah, they're different. Mm -hmm. Because, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just someone may start out and be spending a lot of time of their free time helping you. But priorities change in their work life, their family life, you know, um, and it's not thing that they're abandoning you. It's just, you know, people's lives move and evolve and he, that person may still want to be able to help as much as they could, but they just don't have the time. Sure. And then you might bring somebody in to help you out with a website or something like that, but their goal is really, they want to pencil their own comic or 
write their own comic. And if that's not available for them on this team, then, you know, they will move. They will eventually move on. And it's best, you know, to know that up front. And, and it only benefits everybody. I mean, well, that, I think it's a very, very important point you brought up that there are people that may be other creatives who want to, you know, eventually do their own thing. Well, you're not necessarily offering to be their publisher and start a publishing house. No. You're trying to start your own project. But people look at that and say, well, then you're going to be a publisher and then you can publish my book, too. Right. And that's a totally different mindset at a totally different business than to publish your own independent book. Then to say, well, I'll publish other people who want to get published. It's a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah, and you better have some, some money in that wallet, too. Right. Okay. There's a lot of cost. When At the end of the day, after a project is created, there's a lot of cost to trying to get it delivered out. And that's just straight digital project. But even then, you're still looking at website servers and other ways. And then how do you let people know? You know? Well, so... Many people want to write or draw or get their book published. They want the publisher to do much of the heavy lifting because I just want to do my creative part of it. And if you can find a publisher to publish you, that's fine. But your friend who's doing their own self-publishing is not going to be your publisher. No. And that I've seen that happen very often where unexplained expectations, okay? You have to put your expectations on the table at the beginning. Right. Well, I got into a predicament once with a young lady who had a wonderful book. I uh, loved the art style. Um, we offered it through Diamond. And the thing was that she knew a buyer at um, Barnes & Nobles. Yeah, with Barnes & Nobles. When they were in the manga and everything. Yeah. And this had a manga feel to it. And supposedly the buyer told her that he ordered 20-something thousand copies. And I'm like, well, that's awesome problem was diamond didn't pass those orders on i said you know our, our it didn't even meet a minimum order to get published at diamond and she got off said, well that's just what he's telling me and i'm like well have him call me well he would never call me uh, yes. um he would never follow through and she's of course i was the bad guy because this guy's telling you know he's a buyer of barnes and nobles he's telling her that he ordered twenty thousand copies for his stores to distribute and i'm like well, if he ordered 20,000 copies through Diamond, they would be happy. They'd be thrilled to death. <laughs> yes, and I would be t thrilled to death. I mean, the book was beautiful. Um, it had that manga-type style and everything. But it just, that, that of course, she was mad at me because I somehow I did it, something wrong. And the project just, you know, I'm like, look, ma'am, I hate to tell you, but he didn't order 20,000 copies through Diamond. I called him. There was no order placed. And there was no other place to order it through, so. No. That, that's exclusively through Diamond. And uh, so that just never happened. So there it wasn't like communication. It was somebody who's telling the creator one thing. I have a feeling I know why, but it wasn't true. You know, the orders were never there. So, you know, that was sort of a bad thing because I really wanted to work with that creator. She was very good. But we didn't get any further than that project because the orders just didn't come back through Diamond. So that was a that was a bad situation at the time. And that's why you know communication and honesty and believing in your partners is such an important part of making a project happen. Okay. It is. 
And you, but you, where I was going with that is you can't expect a publisher to go ahead and publish it at a at a loss. You know that kind of stuff has to be worked out. Can you take a little loss and hope pick it up at conventions? But you never know. We've talked about conventions. You never know what you're going to do at a con. You never know what kind of money you're going to make because you're competing with every other table on the floor. Well, so, and any any creator who thinks that they can get fully compensated for a project from day one. Okay, mm. and never have any financial risk in today's market. It just doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. Every image comic creator is taking a financial risk. Okay. Everybody offering a book through dot image is taking a risk. I think it cost us three grand an issue. And I could be wrong could be two, but to, it used to be to have a book solicited through image. You paid them money. Oh yeah, you you do. So if you're um, images, it does not accept a lot of people, but the people they do have to have a month's worth of work done ahead of time, which they're not being compensated for, and pay for Im- to be solicited by image, and then okay, see their money on the back end. Yeah, so that uh, instead, if it doesn't sell, they're going to lose time and money, where they could have been working on something else. Right. And I think the thing we ran into, we never signed money from Image. We got books, we had a conversation with the books, with the uh, the series, but it, it was never any money. If there's, if, if I'm hoping, I guess it covered what we were supposed to pay them. They would take it out of the profits is what they would do back then. So I don't know how the deal is now, but, you know, that they, they followed, they, needed to print whatever they offered and you were guaranteed some minimum orders enough to pay for the printing bill basically and i got guess to pay for their office fees but um so even working with a medium-sized publisher i guess it's a medium-sized publisher you need to keep the communications open and it doesn't always work out that way for you there um so but the, again the biggest thing that all that all comes down to is when you're dealing with your crew okay your people are helping you expectations on both sides and it doesn't it's not enough to just sit down that one time expectations change your expectations change their expectations change you need to keep having this conversation yeah i think it, earlier i said communications 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 you there did pcs how's that yeah locations but locations not so important anymore for comics nope. you know but communication 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 is okay yeah. And, you know, and you've also said very well, take care of your people. I mean, they're doing a lot of favors for you. What can you do for them to just show that you appreciate, that you care, that they're important to you? All right. Not treat them like a cog in a machine. Like, why didn't you get this done in time? What? And it's the little things that you can reach out and do that makes them feel like a part of a team and that they are really contributing to something. Well, it's one Really, when it comes down to, are you having fun doing it? And as a team, are you are you having fun creating what you're creating? Um, with social medias and now the streaming, like StreamYards and Zoom and all that, you know, you can get everybody together and you can have talks and chats. That to me would really go a long ways with communication. Communications. Um, it will also help you show who's really involved in this not if they have time for you to do those kinds of things so that's a way to sort of use that as a tool to see who really wants to be on the team still and who doesn't um and and it gives you an idea of who is overextending themselves 
Yes. Because if people are doing the work, but you can see that it's too much of a strain on them, you need to step in early and get help for them because they're good before they burn out on you. I also, well, yeah, I mean, team building works on a lot of things along with comics. I own a retro video game store and I've got, you know, counter clerks, I got techs and I got managers and communication is huge there. Who's a piece of it? Who contributes the most where and who can benefit you the most? And that's something you can use with building a studio or a loose studio, whatever you want to call it, when you're all sitting in your own little studios at home or you're all in a store. Um, you, you work with the people. Where can they benefit you the most? Keep open communications, talking to them, pulling out the score, you know, skill sets. But you find out very quickly who's not part of the process, who's there for only their own reasons. And you need to, you know, be upfront with them, have conversations off the side. Don't always call people out in front of other people either. Very you know, important. That's, that's, very, very that's important. That's very, yes. Um, now, especially since so many people use Zoom and StreamYard and all this, don't call people out on a conversation like that. That's not going to benefit you. It doesn't make you look good in front of the whole team that you would do this because if you do it to them, you, then the odds are you do it to anybody. That's not part of it. It's like you're trying to put all the pieces together, and that's what I do in the store. I'm trying to put all the right pieces together to make the store grow, to take care of our customers. You know, Our motto is that we find old games new homes. And that's what we try to do. We take old games and we try to find them new homes. And, you know, that's our team building motto. And you try to get the right people in place. You want to do that in a studio also. You want to, who can benefit you the most? Who's going to be better at social media? Is a person doing it or somebody else? And, and who can you move around if you need to? And if you do need to move people around or even remove someone from a, a position, don't burn your bridges. <laughs> Bo Smith is huge about telling me not to burn bridges. <laughs> he really? will tell you that's something he tells me all the time, especially early on. Um, I let my mouth run, and he would be the one who says, "Don't burn the bridges. Don't burn that bridge. You might have to come back to it." I've eaten crow a few times <laughs> just to say that. Okay, um, but you, and, you tend to learn a lesson, don't you? You because need to learn a lesson. I don't always get the first or second time, but I tried in this current go around to uh, be more open. You got to be open. And like I said, at the end of the day, for me, it's like, am I having fun doing this? Because if and, I'm not having fun, then I don't need to do this. So, and someone that you partnered with for a while or worked with, you may need to part ways for a while, but you may wind up back around again and find out, well, yeah situations have changed now we're both in a position to to really benefit each other and you've got some history and you know you know you don't have to you know say never darken my door again okay right all right yeah you know there again communications uh -huh. you know keep it open uh, i was working with an artist a couple of years ago and he's i want to say in south america i'm not for sure brazil maybe and so I reached out when all this craziness started going on. I reached out to him and say, hey, it's been a while. How, how are you and your family? And, you know, it takes him a few days and he replies back. And um, he's, he's drawing comics full time for somebody. But he says, hey, I'm open on the weekends. I can slide something in. You know, what you got going on? Communications. That, that's, that's the big part of it. And patience and realizing that. Besides drawing your book, which is your big passion, okay, 
Yeah. If you don't do these other things, okay, your passion is really never going to see the light of day. So you have to have a balance between your creative work and your business work. Having a team can do a lot of that business work for you, but it doesn't run itself. You have to spend some time taking care of your people. Yes, you do. And being more open and honest with them helps. goes a long ways with, with that. And um, But also keep an eye out for when you are about to be taken advantage of because it can happen before you know it. Someone who you thought was a loyal team member and on your side and helping you out, their attitude changes and things can get, they can expect way more than you ever promised. And you have to be careful that there is a dark side that people are trying to take advantage of you. Even people who didn't start out that way may become that way. So it's yeah. a delicate balance you've got. Well, the biggest thing I, I've, I've ran in myself where uh, we've had a handshake or uh yeah, 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 we'll do that. And now, you know, 10, 15 years, like, no, no, that's, that's, that's my IP. I created those characters in the story. And, uh, and they were like, well, when I did this part of it, you said I get part of it. So writing stuff down is very, very important on any project. Very that important. Way it's on paper. And there's no question about it. Okay. So to wrap it up, you need people. But, okay, you can't trust them. (laughs) You can't trust them. You just got to get the right people. And it may not always be the first or second person or that person not maybe you brought them in to help you with inking, but they're better with social media. And, you know, very soon you, hey, I really need help over in social media and -and so-and-so is going to help us out with the inks, you know, whatever. Try to work the people around and try not to burn bridges. And because having a team is always, it's a moving target. You're never going to have the one team that stays together for 40 years. People's lives change. And you just have to keep that communication open and realize what people need and give what you can, okay? And they'll give what they can. Keep that open and be aware that things can change and things will work out for you. Yes, definitely. Well, Bob, thanks so much for your time today. This has been great. Thanks, Bill. Take care. Talk, Talk to you soon. Bye.